Hi, this is Taylor. And Cameron. And you're listening to the Black Maiden Debt Free Podcast. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to thank you for joining us on another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Uh, Shira, I'm having fun with these camera angles, with this technology. You know what I mean? I, you know. Secretly, this is why I do this, right? Shire knows this about me. I just love tech stuff, you know? He likes buying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clear it up. You are right. But Shire, I'm hyped to have you with me. Uh, you, I, It's hard for me to get Shire on camera, y'all. Like, she's just been really just camera shy of late. But uh, I was able to, <laughs> to get her to bless this episode. If you're viewing this on YouTube, um, you see her. But before we get going, Shire... Want us to tell everyone to give us uh kind of sounds selfish, right? Bless us with a five-star review uh on whatever platform you're viewing this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, y'all, we gotta get these subscriptions up. So do us a huge favor and don't just watch. Don't you know that's like a peeping time, right? But join the family. Come on in. We come you could come in the house. Yeah. So yes. give us a, a subscription and uh hit that like button hit that like button you really appreciate it yes and if you are listening to us on the podcast and leave us a five-star review please shoot us an email at blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com and we will send you a link to our master class so glad that you all are hanging out with us yeah. marcus how are you doing today sure i'm doing good you know i'm doing pretty good uh we you know it's burning up outside it's I will so say that. hot i mean it's like uh, it's, 108 it's 108 yes i mean it's ridiculous but you know we staying cool staying inside today so i'm feeling uh, feeling good now uh, but i'm excited to talk about this episode today we've asked you all to send us your questions and we would do our best to honor them and, and either include them uh in the show or in this case it's gonna be it's gonna be the show right? yeah. this is such a good question i thought you know me and shara thought it would be good to, to kind of touch on it so Let's dig right in uh, on this question from one of our listeners. Yes. Uh, in regarding home equity line of credit. Yes. So as some background, Marcus was a guest on a podcast called Coach Carson. Yeah. Shout out uh, Coach Carson, man. It was great. <laughs> and I remember like that was a podcast that I could not make it right. to. But I remember the day you were doing the interview and I was kind of listening in a little bit, <laughs> catching what I could catch. And just hearing you talk and like tell our story and dive into some areas that we don't always get to to dive into was good for me to hear. And even since then, 
we've been getting a lot a of lot email of saying, oh, Marcus, we heard you on Coach Carson. <laughs> right. And um, and so we happened to get a question um, from a listener who also caught that Coach Carson episode. Yes. And they wanted us to explore it a, a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, Shire. So I know you got your notes, so you might be looking down on some of this. Uh, but yeah, let's kind of go through, you know, his, his first of all, what situation he's in. Yes. Uh, and then his ultimate question. And then we're going to give our, I don't know what Shire's going to say. She don't know what I'm going to say. So it's going to be great. <laughs> right. So we'll see yeah. how this conversation goes. Yeah. Um, but this is a couple living in Northern California. Um, they have two children. They were able to buy a house a few years back before the market went crazy. And so um, they were able to purchase a two bedroom, one bath house for one thirty five. And they currently owe 110000 on that house. So that's awesome, yeah. right? To have a mortgage balance that is around 100000 Like, right. that is a dream for a lot of folks. So I think that is wonderful. And now their house is worth 275000 So just to equity, see. Right? Yes. <laughs> that, that's some beautiful yeah. equity, yeah. right? Sure. Um, so kudos on that. So it's around 140000 in equity. And so I think that's excellent. And like Marcus said, they're interested in getting a home equity line of credit. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they were pre-approved yes. for about 99,000. So before we dig deeper, Marcus, maybe you can just touch on quickly what a home equity line of credit is yeah. and then we'll continue the story. Yeah, so a home equity line of credit, it, it, it literally is what it sounds, right? So your home has gained equity either by just the market appreciation or by you paying down the mortgage. And so now the that equity can be tapped into through a, a few different ways, but this uh, particular way is a line of credit where you go to a bank and your home is used as leverage, right? And you're able to tap into the equity that you have and the institution will give you a line of credit. Now, let's say you have, in this case, I think, how, how much does he have? Um, this, that's the equity. So you have $140,000 worth of equity. Now, a bank will only allow you to top, tap into a maximum of 75 to 80%. Sometimes you can find an institution that will give you 85%, but that's very rare. You can only use 85% of that equity. That's all that they'll allow you to, to tap into. Now, you personally can say, well, I only want to use 70% of that, right? So you can set your number. Uh, in this case, he has a line for 99000 uh, And the cool thing is, is you can, it's a line of credit, an open line. So I can have $99,000. And I, the clock doesn't start on the repayment until I tap into it, right? And let's say I tap into it and I only want to use 10000 right? Mm -hmm. That is, can be paid back. And now you're back at your, your normal balance of 99000 Then You can go back again and grab another 10000 and then pay that back. And then now you're back at ninety nine. So it's really just that. It's a line of credit. Uh, there's another another way to tap in your equity, which it would be a home, uh, not a home equity, but a refi. And that's where you're getting a check for the fixed amount. And the repayment starts on the day you receive the check. So to me, the line, you know, there's a lot of uh, more flexibility with the line of credit. So that's, that's kind of why we chose that over any other way to tap into. Uh, well, you say we chose it. We chose it some years we chose ago. Years ago. 
years ago. Yeah. Yes. As you were sharing, like there are a few ways that you can tap into the equity in your home. And so this particular couple, they're pre-approved for $99,000. And so they heard you on the coach Carson, you're talking about real estate investing. So it's pretty safe to say that this couple is really interested in out of state um, investments, but they also have a few debts that they shared with us. And so one of them was $25,000 remaining balance on a car loan. Another one is they, I guess it sounds like they had some credit cards. And so they consolidated that into one debt payment. And so the balance for that is $23,000. So just looking at the car and then their consolidated debts, that's $48,000 worth of debt. And then they have about 110,000 remaining on their home. Right. And so the big question that they asked just straight out was would you suggest paying off our debt first before buying out of state uh, rental property? Mm. And so that's a great question. Yeah. And then another goal that they have is really paying off that debt. Yes. And so specifically, they were concerned about the twenty three k of consolidated, you know, credit card or let's just call that consumer debt, right? Mm-hmm. And so before we dive into the story, there are a couple of unknowns. So like we don't know their income. It sounds like they have a like stable stable yeah. uh, job. Yes. But we don't know their income. We don't know how much money they have left over after they pay all their bills. And so like so we're just going to work with yeah. the pieces of the puzzle that we're that we've been given yeah. and just flesh out some ideas, um, some key points, maybe some things to think about and maybe a recommendation. Yeah. Let us see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this is going to be fun. Well, I think the one, the first thing that stands out to me is that uh, for me, it's best to do a, com- uh, you know, compare and contrast with my situation. So with us, we didn't have any, we didn't have a, uh, any car debt, consumer debt, or we didn't have a mortgage. So we were completely debt free. Yeah, we were free. completely at zero debt. Yes. So, you know, that's something that, you know, to think about, especially when he's saying that, you know, he, it just made it help me a shot. What am yes. I trying to say? What you're saying <laughs> is because there's debt, right? Yes. We don't know their income. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, we don't know that after you pay all your monthly bills, if you're back at zero or if you still have a nice cushion every single month and you're yeah. going to need that cushion if you want to get into investing. And then also just making it very clear that before we take out a home equity line of credit, we were completely debt free. doesn't mean that you have to be completely right. debt free, but we're, but we are taking our experience in con- into consideration. consideration. I think too, Shire, is, 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 I want to make this very clear too because we get a lot of HELOC questions yes a uh, home equity line of credit as soon as you use it it just becomes another bill yes it has interest rate uh Shire, we're gonna get into what the interest rate close of the market friday uh the interest rate on the line of credit was um 4.27 yes and it ranges right yeah, it, ranges. So you... it has a range of 1.99 to 7.24 yes so keep that in mind. Like that's going to be another bill that you're going to have to manage uh, for however amount you actually take out. And so for us, it was very important that if we're going to do this, essentially, if we're going to go into debt, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> or create a debt, it we would only do it for something that would be able to cash flow the amount of the monthly debt payment 
plus some. Plus some, right. And really, when we took out the home equity line of credit, our initial goal was to get that large lump sum. How much was it? It was uh, 125. Okay. It was to essentially do the birth strategy. Yes, that's where I was going. Right. So we wanted to, you know, take that large sum, buy a buy. house for cash under market value using the home equity line of credit, get it cash, and then eventually or you know, we were trying to we were trying to get, that's the problem. We tried to get rid of that R in the bird. We didn't want to refurbish the thing. But no. in Burr, it's buy, refurbish. Next one. I wasn't even going to go through the Burr. Oh. I was going to say what I was thinking in my <laughs> mind. We didn't even know it was a strategy. Shire, it was a Shira strategy. Yes. So yeah. basically buy the house yeah. cash under market value because cash gives you that leverage, right? Um, and so then after we bought the house cash, since we, were, since we would theoretically buy it under market value, we would get a mortgage on it, like a regular traditional 30-year mortgage. And then that, that mortgage money would come to us and then we would pay ourselves back. Yes. And then we pay that HELOC off mm -hmm. and then we would repeat it. Yeah. So there's a repeat R yeah, yeah, in yeah. your bar. Um, so that was really our, that was really the mindset that we took. And that was our initial strategy. We didn't do that. Like yeah. we ended up not, not doing that. Yep. Like we never took out a 30 year loan on the house that we purchased right. cash. And so, so instead, Shire, what we did ahead. do was we were going to hyper pay the, the HELOC back. So instead of paying it all in lump sum, our goal was, well, let's just, we're just going to attack this thing with the rent, with the rents, with the rental yeah. income from the, the rental property that we bought. We said, we're going to take that. And cause we already have, we, there's more than enough to pay down whatever the monthly is. And with the extra, we're going to put that on it too. Yeah. Put that towards, you know, the principal balance of the, of the line of credit. Yeah. And so we, our goal was still to pay that thing off as quickly as humanly possible. Yes. And I think our term was for 20 years mm -hmm. and that's pretty standard depending yeah. on who you go with. So I do want to go into a couple of points and some considerations as it relates to this individual story. Um, I think that you made it very clear that once a person gets a HELOC, that it is a loan on the house that you're residing in and you're on the hook for that. Yeah. So if your goal is to buy an out-of-state rental property and if for some reason it takes two months to get a renter in, you're responsible for making those those HELOC payments if your strategy is to, is to in fact, yeah. buy a house for cash. You might take the home equity line of credit and then use that money as a down payment money to purchase a rental property. And if that's the case, you're on the hook for that, but you have to um, make that HELOC payment and a mortgage payment. So now that's two payments for one property. And I hope I haven't lost y'all on that. Um, but, I'm with you, I'm with you. right, so just knowing that you're on the hook. The other thing is that you're, uh, you are likely a young growing family. So one of the things mentioned was you have a two bedroom um, house with two two bedroom two, one bath two bed one bath two bedroom one bathroom house and so when we took out our home equity line of credit we were in a similar situation we were kind of like in a condo and we knew that eventually we would want to move into a single family home and eventually we did sell that condo we sold that condo and we moved into our single family home and when we did that guess what that HELOC came due and so when we sold our condo, thankfully it was paid off. Um, 
when we sold our condo, we had to also pay off the HELOC. Yes. And then we were able to keep the, the remainder. Yes. So imagine if we had to pay off a mortgage and the HELOC. Yeah. So that would have been less cash to move into our single family. Right. So just know that you're on the hook. And so with that, you know, it's important to have some savings, some reserves yeah. and all of that. You have anything to add to that particular point? No, that I think that was that's very key is knowing like the costs associated with getting a rental property that may be hidden. Right. So like Shara said, uh, like let's say if you're buying a house cash, you're, you're still uh, paying taxes and insurance. Right. So that's over. That's in addition to your 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 uh, HELOC that you would be paying back. You're also will if you're out of state doing some out of state work, you're probably you, you, if you're like us, you're getting you have a property manager managing it. So those fees come to play. And then before you're able to get a tenant in there, you're on the hook for all the utilities. And mm -hmm. so you have to just keep that in mind, too. So, yeah, nest eggs are important. And then an overall just an overall fund for emergencies on each property or something breaks. Now one could say, well, I have this line of credit yes. that will serve as my emergency. Yes. That's, that, that, that That's can true. work too. Yep. But yeah, just consider all those things. Right. And then the other thing is thinking about how investing in out of state properties, how it is going to contribute to your overall plan to either retire early or to reach financial independence. Yes. And so, some basic questions are, are you currently investing? So are you investing in a 401k or a pension option through your job? Do you have a, a Roth IRA? So also, or is this your first time um, to invest? Doing any investing of any right, sort. Right, doing any investing of any sort. And like, do you want this to be the first? It doesn't matter. But, but you want to think about your overall goal and think about how this a choice is going to contribute to that. Yeah. One thing that we like to let folks know, um, at least the folks that we've that we've coached, is that one property is not going to change your life. Yeah. Like you really have to have a long-term plan. So for us, the HELOC was like uh, putting money into a carousel to make it go around. So it got us going, right? But eventually that carousel will come to a stop and if you want it to go again, you're going to have to to put some more money into it. So what that means is that eventually your HELOC will run out. Your HELOCs will help you to probably get a few houses or or one really, really good one. Like in our case, that's what it did. But then what will you do after that? And you also have to think about your cash flow. So for a lot of folks, if you see, you know, 200 dollars three hundred dollars a month that's really seen as solid that's a solid cash flow so you have to say well is it worth going through all this trouble all of this getting right. finding yeah. finding a property finding a place in the part of the country to invest in getting fl flying out there because we see our properties we feel that's very important at least for you don't have to but we do go out and we see our our, our properties and so you go through all of this work for two three hundred dollars so you have to ask yourself, um, is it worth it? Right. Think of your long-term plan. Is it repeatable? So right now we're at a point to where we're no longer using the HELOC mm -hmm. because we don't have a HELOC right now. Um, our, the HELOC that we did have is currently paid off, but we have a system in place 
um, to in a strategy for purchasing other properties. So we have a long-term goal. So also be thinking about your long-term goal. Yeah. And since they want to buy out-of-state property, I don't know where in the country they're they're thinking about uh, purchasing property, but that's another factor as well. Yeah. And then a- another thing that I think is really cool is that they're already homeowners. They have a, yes. a two one. And so some folks um, will, I mean, would you consider eventually renting out that place and moving to something bigger yeah. while maintaining that property instead of having to sell it to pay off the HELOC and then transition into, in, into something new. So I, I think that they're really at a pivotal place yeah. in their financial journey and yeah. their walk and that they have some big decisions to make. But I think like just looking at it for face value, you're a homeowner, you have a solid career, you're around $100,000 on your home. Like that, that's such an awesome blessing. Yeah. And so we not, know cr- your debts are not crazy. Your debts you know aren't I mean? crazy. You've you've already consolidated your debts, and it sounds like you have a plan to to really to really pay those off. So I I do think that you are in a good position. I think that sometimes we we want to rush. I'm not saying that they're rushing, but um, but I'm glad that you're thinking about your financial future yeah. in ways that you can build passive streams of income because that is going that is that's critical. Yeah. Like if you don't if you don't have passive streams of income. Be prepared to work yeah. forever. Yeah. So so it is quite necessary. So so let me ask you this, Shai. So it, it would you in any in any instance use mm-hmm. a line of credit to pay off debt or to cre- to get rid of some of your debt? Is that does that sound like something you would do? I think that if you use a home equity line of credit, so say they use their home equity line of credit to pay off their twenty three thousand. Cons- uh, debt that's consolidated. Guess what? They've just transferred the debt from one um, one. I I don't uh, even know what to uh, say. From Peter to Paul. From Peter to Paul, <laughs> right? Because if they take uh, they pay off the twenty three thousand yeah. dollars in debt using their HELOC, then they owe twenty three thousand yeah. dollars to their bank yeah. that provided the HELOC. So it's it's a trade off. You still owe it. The debt doesn't disappear. You still have to pay it. Right. So one of the things they could be considering is the interest rate. But if they have their debt consolidated, I don't know the interest rate on that. So it's it's hard to say um, uh, whether or not it's a good idea because I don't have that information. But it is, you're just transferring debt from one place to another. To another. The debt doesn't disappear. You still, you still have to pay it. Let's yeah. file bankruptcy. But anyway, yeah. I don't even know if that's an option for you because I'm not sure what the debt is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I just wanted to test that just in case that that was something they were thinking of. I wasn't sure. And uh, so they're also the ultimate question, mm-hmm. um, which was. Would you suggest would, paying off debt first before buying out of state rentals? Yeah, I think for us. That gave us peace of mind, because like Shire said, you're you now you're managing more payments, more debt, essentially. Right. Even if you. Even if you use it to put a down payment on a home, I think that was a really good scenario that Shire highlighted. You use your line of credit to put a down payment on an investment property. Now the investment property has to be an, it has to uh, pay out enough to cover line of credit and the mortgage that's on the home now. And now we're you still have your home mortgage. Right. You still have that's your three car. payments. You still have yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're comfortable with that, then 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 you can move as as such. But you have to consider that for us, it was just, it was smarter for us to just pay 
our debts off. And that's just me and Shy personally. Mm-hmm. We felt better. We felt more at peace uh, about starting at zero. You know, some people would say, well, why'd you do that if you're just going to kind of do it, you know? Get into debt get into again. More. But or... for us, it's like, yo, let's start this thing at zero. Let's make this, accomplish this goal. And then we're going to move to the next goal. And we already know we some goal killers because we just killed the last goal. So for right. us, that it, it really helped. And us. I'm not saying like pay off your home and your car and your credit. Like, that's not what we're saying. But in terms of the question, should you pay debt off first? And if we're highlighting the consolidated debt, which is... Um, I think the main concern, I would definitely lean towards paying the offers. It's $23,000. I know it sounds like a lot. Yeah. It is a lot, but I think y'all can do it. Yeah. I think you all can do it. And like Marcus said, it would definitely bring peace of mind. Then you also have to think about like your partner and their risk tolerance. Like Marcus and I, we have two different risk tolerance. Yeah. I mean, if y'all both feeling froggy, then leap. You know what I mean? If y'all both feeling froggy, but for us. I'm a security yeah, seeker. Very, yeah. And so... And Marcus is a risk taker. Man, I'm like, let's go. He's let's ready. Go. Like, if he would buy another house tomorrow. And I'm just like, hold on. Oh, don't tempt um, me. Don't tempt me. Oh, my goodness. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, it also, you have to also consider your risk tolerance um, and your ability to manage a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Like, you can still invest. Like, we mentioned earlier, like, are you maxing out your 401k or, or at least contributing to it? I know it's... Right difficult for a lot of folks to max that out are you contributing to your 401k do you have a Roth IRA like there are ways that you can make good positive choices that are not necessarily real estate but real estate is one one avenue yeah and I love that you said that Shire because so we paused all investing to pay off debt and I don't know if I recommend that in retrospect ah. we lost a lot of time in Mm -hmm. the market whatever market housing market or uh, you know the stock market we lost a lot of time that now we're making having to make up for that so we don't recommend like not investing at all but like shire saying maybe real estate investing can be can wait until your debts are paid but there there may be other opportunities to invest in the market with your 401ks and those don't seem as fun oh like no one's gonna tune into a channel where they they're just talking about how they're investing into their 401 like I know that doesn't get the clicks as much right. as like, man, I'm buying properties and I'm buying this. Like, it sounds so cool to say, like, I get it, but you just want to take all this into consideration before you make your decision. But ultimately, Shire, you know, I think it's safe to say we can't choose for, for anyone. No, all we, we can do is, is lay out these ideas and the ultimate choice is up to you. Yeah, it's <laughs> up to you. And I, I think that you're in such a good place yes. and like, because you're in a good place, that's why you qualified for that home equity exactly. line of credit. Like, be- yeah. you wouldn't have qualified if you weren't in a good place. So, Absolutely. like, be I, I think you should be, like, proud. Like, yeah. there's a lot to be proud about. And then also, I, I'm pretty sure that we answered the question around the debt, that yeah. we would focus in on the debt. And also, think about that cash flow and is it yeah. worth going through the home equity line of credit and like what is your end game what is what is your goal ultimately because after that uh, home line of credit is spent how are you going to continue to keep uh keep things alive yeah. and so that's just another question to explore yeah Shia, this has been great man uh thank you for for, for, for help tackling this with me <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> you, you brought out some great points so this has been fun i hopefully we answered your question to the best of our abilities and thank you for checking out another episode of the 
Black Mary and Deffy Podcast. If you have any questions, yes, any questions, email us. We will either make it a part of the show. I will either either answer it via email or it will be its own show. You know what yes. I mean? We're always uh, wanting to engage you all. This is a community. We're trying to be a you know a, a community, not just two talking heads. <laughs> so come on, join the conversation. We really appreciate it. Email us at blackmarydeadfree at gmail.com. And that's all I got, Shaw. You got anything else? No. <laughs> all right. We're going to holler at y'all on the next episode. Peace. Bye.